There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Welcome into this week's edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, and congratulations to all the EMU graduates that walked across the stage at commencement the other day. 75 EMU student-athletes were lucky enough to be able to take home their diplomas at Saturday's graduation ceremonies, and numerous other EMU students as well as part of it here at the George Gervin Game Above Ceremony, so a tip of our hat to each and every one of you as you start out in the real world. It was a busy weekend for Eastern Michigan athletics on a numerous amount of fronts as the Eagles were home in baseball, home in rowing, men's golf was at the MAC championship, and track and field was wrapping up their regular season schedule as they had some split events going on. But we'll start first on the men's golf side of things. It was a rough go for the men's golf team, their final two rounds at the MAC championships over in Naperville. Cougar Collins had the day one lead, as did Eastern Michigan, but then scoring conditions were not as easy the final few rounds as Eastern ends up the tournament. Tied for fifth with Miami, Kent State wins its sixth consecutive championship, but a big salute to the three seniors, Zach Mason, Cougar Collins, and Ty Saloni for everything they've been able to accomplish over their Eastern Michigan careers. Uh, They uh, have been one of the best representations that Bruce Cunningham could ask for as Collins finishes tied for 7th, Saloni finishes tied for 26th, and Mason tied for 15th. The trio were an integral part of the lineups and stepping on campus in 2017, combining for 350 rounds, 114 rounds of par or better golf, 17 top 10 finishes, and the 2019 MAC Championship. So big salute to them as they wrapped up their year. On track, 
Zach's side of things. They close things out with some solid performances before they get themselves ready to soar into the MAC championship. Eastern men's track will try for the triple crown coming up before we know it at the MAC championship. But first, they have the Len Paddock coming up this week and this Friday. It was Jake Julian hearing his name be called by the New England Patriots as the former Eastern Michigan punter signed a free agent deal with the New England Patriots over the weekend. Previously drafted 31st overall by the Ottawa Red Blacks in the CFL draft a year ago, Julian was the first Eastern Michigan player to ink a free agent deal. Some others still out there that are working on deals, uh, so we'll keep you updated on emueagles.com as soon as we find them. For rowing, it was a senior weekend for them that saw them win three events on senior day at Ford Lake against the University of Dayton. In this episode, we sit down with head coach Kemp Savage to get his thoughts on the racing that was against the Flyers, the thoughts on the season that has been. This is an Eastern Michigan rowing program that's closed the gap, as Chris Creighton would say, each and every week getting better with their lineup as they win three events. They won the 1v8. That's the the big showcase race of the day, defeating the Flyers with with a time of 7 minutes and 13 seconds to Dayton's 7 minutes and 25 seconds. They are also picked up 4v wins as well over the Flyers. So they'll get ready for CAX We'll talk to Kemp exclusively here on the show and get his thoughts as they get ready to head to the Cooper River coming up on May 15th. And then, of course, it was baseball. Baseball, the story of the week. They started earlier in the week with a game at Comerica Park against Alma as Eastern Michigan finds a way to knock off the Fighting Scots in that matchup as Taylor Hopkins homered twice and Eastern Michigan picks up the win at Comerica Park in downtown Detroit. This is an event that Eric Roof and company hope turn into a yearly event uh, against the Scots, so that'll be a fun one. But it was a wild weekend as Eastern walks it off with a Daniel Workington walk-off hit on Friday night. They run one affair on Saturday's first run doubleheader. Second game, Eastern wins 6-3, and then they enjoyed their Sunday as Eastern powers eight home runs out of O-Strike Stadium, second most in EMU program history, and it's the seventh most home runs in a single game this year in the Division I ranks. It was not only home run power, but it was also the freshman, Cameron McCoy, making his debut. You ask Cameron McCoy, I haven't heard that name before. Well, McCoy, the dual sport athlete, signed earlier this winter to play for head coach Chris Creighton on the football side of things. He's a backup quarterback for this team and also will play a big-time role down the stretch. We caught up with him and Eric Roof to get their thoughts following Sunday's game and the victory over Bowling Green that helped Eastern climb back in that Mid-American Conference race. As the Eagles will head to DeKalb this week for a big series, they have just a few series left uh, to make an impact right now. They're in the fifth spot as the top four teams make it uh, right now. It's Ball State the one, Central Michigan the two, Toledo the three, Ohio and then EMU followed by Kent State. So lots of momentum. And if you look at the head on the schedule, they have NAU, a team right now 
that's towards the bottom of the Mid-American Conference, then come home the following weekend for Central Michigan, a team that was swept by Ball State just last weekend, and then they'll wrap up on the road at Kent State to close out the year. So a big show here. We may not have Alex Jewell, but we crammed a lot into a short time frame. We hope you enjoy the interviews. First, it's Kemp Savage to talk rowing, and then the pause, and we get Cameron McCoy and Eric Roof on this episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Rowing today, the discussion as the Eastern Michigan Rowing Program wrapped up its home schedule over the weekend. They were hosting the University of Dayton at Ford Lake. The first, the final of three home events as we're joined along beside Coach Kemp Savage. Excited to have three at home. More importantly, a great way to send your senior class out on a good day for racing. Yeah, uh, I really thought, you know, the morning started a little bit cloudy and overcast. It rained a lot overnight, but... As the day, you know, as kind of the sun dawned, uh, it was nice and flat. Uh, conditions were pretty good. A little bit of a wind shift about halfway through, but it was a really nice day to, to have a race in the morning. And then we had our kind of senior kickoff or I want to say kick out, but kickoff uh, kind of we had a cookout with families and after the races were done and it was sunny and about 70, it was great. So kind of got all the good this weekend rather than some of the, we only get two weather Two good weather parts and not the third. You were able to to have some seniors that have meant a lot to your program. You were able to honor eight of them during that. But uh, this is a senior group that has seen a lot throughout their time here. They've been able to win Dadvales. They've done some other things for your group. How important has this group of setting that standard been? I think this was really a group that kicked off the expectations of us being in the top three competitive at CAAs. Uh, before that, it was kind of, let's let's see where everything falls. Maybe we'll have a couple good breaks. But now, um, with kind of one exception from last year, we have, we've had the boats to be in the top three and to kind of start building the depth to have expectation rather than hope. As you built across this year, you've seen a lot of improved times. But one of the things we've noticed a lot of, and you and I in our weekly discussions that leading up to events has talked about the closeness, cutting gaps in time. Uh, you were able to go to Alabama to start the year and really make a difference there. And that gradual progression of getting better has just continued to be there. I think really we had two good weeks of practice and the first real two weeks we've had of being able to get full practices in otherwise it was short short weeks of travel or weather and so the last two weeks we really were able to get a lot of good practice in and that's been showing up in our consistency though even the week before we after boston we went to bucknell that was good practice week and i think it was really starting to tie some of these weeks together and i'm really excited about the last two weeks we have because it we get no class. We can really just spend some time rowing and focused on rowing and hopefully make some even bigger improvements. Funny you mentioned that. I talked with Eric Roof just yesterday about that, and he said there's so much relief off these kids' shoulders when all they have to do is worry about training and practice and competition. It's not to say they don't love school, but it's just one more thing in their realm that they have to worry about. Well, that pressure is is so much, particularly kind of as you progress into the semester and everything becomes more deadline-based mm-hmm. and exam-based. And, you know, last week, 
we got to Friday and we were, we were going to do a double practice on Friday, which is our normal. And we were just talking to our uh, 1V in the morning and they were like, you know, do we have to do a second practice? We're really tired. I was like, yes, we need the second practice. We're not going to do a ton. We're just going to go out and row. And, you know, they, they were emotionally and mentally tired and I not as physically tired, but it bleeds over. So the difference between Friday afternoon and then Saturday morning in their attitude and just how much more positive they felt um, on Saturday morning was night and day. Uh, And I think it was just getting all the exams done, getting everything done and just now let's look forward to that pressure being off, that time demand being off yep. so they can really find some time to be them as well as Roe. On Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday, we're supposed to have Saturday, but because the graduation moved to Sunday, uh, Varsity 4 able to post a time, beating Dayton by almost 10 seconds. Your Varsity 1 is, is able to win by almost 20 or 12 seconds and it, and then your other varsity four able to win as well what's been the biggest changes that you've seen especially in your one v's this year uh well we had to make some last minute switches this weekend uh which is pretty normal across most rowing teams from what instagram looked like over the weekend uh the nice part is we were able to get to race but i think it's we saw a lot of like next man up this weekend our next woman up in our case and they responded to rowing in boats that they had not been in uh, the previous week very well. And, you know, we're still able to put some good times in and race well. And particularly this weekend, the fours really made, I think, a good step forward. They have been struggling over the last couple races. So they've obviously gotten a lot of good work done those last two weeks. And then we're able to kind of show up and show off a little bit. Your next uh, meet will be the Colonial Athletic Association Championships, seeking that first ever CAA title in EMU rowing history. Uh, For those that don't know... It's not just one race that will bring you a championship. If you're 1V, it doesn't guarantee you a C. It's collectively everybody pulling to make it better. So rowing is unlike swimming or track is a uh, is a team sport rather than an individual team sport. So each of our boats scores points. Uh, with the CAA having seven teams now, uh, the fours are weighted one point or one time, the two Vs weighted twice, and the three Vs weighted three times. So the one V can win, but if your 2v and 4 aren't in the top two, you can lose to someone who you beat in the 1v and finish first and first in yep. the 2v and the 4. So there, there's a lot of points and those point gaps really matter. And yes, there's more value in the top boat, but a bad race in, in the 4 can cost you the entire uh, championship and a spot to NCAAs if someone's more consistent across all their boats. Cooper River has kind of been the site the last few years. How do you like this site as a whole? Also, adding the equation, there's only really three courses around the country that the NCAA goes to. I know that you'd like to make it four. Eventually, with having Ford Lake, maybe a possibility in the near future. Uh, I like the Cooper. The Cooper has... Every course has limitations and benefits. The Cooper is... A relatively thin river, so you don't have a lot of chop on a crosswind. You really a crosswind can affect it a little bit, but not so not so much. They've dredged it nicely, so it's deep for all the lanes. Uh, the biggest issue with the Cooper is its warm up area. Um, it's basically you've got two thousand meters to row in, and there's no space to 
to kind of warm up in. And that's a challenge because you have to do a better land warm up. It's a good venue. It's a good, even, fair race course. But I think everyone would like to have more warm up space. As far as the positives, I think, you know, I've, as an athlete, it was one of my favorite mm-hmm. race courses. Um, one of the cool things about it is on a nice clear day, you can look and actually see the Philadelphia skyline at the starting line, which is kind of a, a little fun, unique, unique yeah. you know, uh, part of the course. But I've also had some really good success as a coach. We won the, um, when I was coaching world university, we won the women's eight there for the club national championship. I've had some success there. Our team's had some success there. You know, we're really trying to find that ability to put this one together and get past this week, that weekend. It's been a year of change for you. A year ago this time, you were getting ready to become a first-time dad. You also now fast-forward and have grown this program to, to great things and are about to see some massive changes downstairs. Think about the year that you've been through and just how exciting are are you for this to continue, especially with the massive construction that's about to go down upstairs to help you and this rowing program continue into the future. it's tough because when you're in the season, you're really thinking next step. You're not looking at the long term. And I would say also being a first time dad and having a lot less sleep, you're, you're surviving to the next day. As I kind of take a breath as we're getting into this time where to be honest, as a coach, I have more time as well. And looking at what's happening and where we're going, like uh, I'll tell anybody I've been at Eastern Michigan for 14 years and I feel like my entire adult life, like this was my first real job. And my entire adult life has been trying to build Eastern to get to have the things we're going to have in the next several years and seeing the first step with the boats and getting on the boat tournament program and seeing the next step of now the graduation's done, we can finally start tearing that room apart and be ready for where we're going to go and the things we're going to have and that we'll have our space and it'll won't be a borrowed space. It won't be a space that's too small for the team. It won't be a space that was a secondary thought. You know, this is being planned by, you know, the administrators and I'm very much in the discussion whereas previous things, you know, they coaches weren't that important to the discussion uh, even with the boathouse, but it'll be our area It'll be ours to to be our rowing hub and our our home, and it's it's such a such a new big difference. Yep. It's not real yet because I haven't walked <laughs> into the room. I haven't really been able to start tearing it apart. The planning's real. Some of the weird steps that have been weirdly stressful are things like setting up furniture layouts, <laughs> and you're like, man, I got to get this right the first time because uh, if it's not right the first time, it's not going to look right when people step in. So some of that's been. A weird new thing, but also it's a great new thing for us because it's not something we've ever had to think about. And those changes, the ability like we made unisuit changes because we finally had, you know, with the new boat progression, it wasn't saving every single penny to try and buy a new boat where it's it's being able to kind of restart the whole team from where it was to a place of where it should have been all along. And that's so exciting. And it's so much from our alumni who who went through good and bad times and kept the program going and kept pushing. And now we're finally in a place that their hard work is paying off and how proud they should be of, of yes, this new team has more things than they did, but they got us here. Uh, 
having been here for as long as I have, I know the difference between my first year now and it's, it's monumental and everything that's coming to us, we've had to work for, and we're going to continue to make sure that we work to keep it and deserve what we've gotten. You have been working hard. The Eagles will have a chance for the CAA championship. Your room layout will look a whole lot better with that big trophy in the middle coming up real soon. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to have a nice ours is a little different than Mac, but nice glass trophy. Nice glass trophy. Nice glass trophy somewhere in that room. Count best of luck. We appreciate your time as Eastern will head east to take on the Cooper River and the CAA championships coming up on the fifteenth. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Inside the home run hut, Greg Steiner, lucky enough to be joined by Cameron McCoy. First time as an Eagle, he gets to throw the rock. How exciting was it to be out there for their first appearance as an EMU player? It was very exciting. I had a a real good time out there. Great experience to have with the boys, and great to get the win today. You're, You're the dual sport guy. You come in here. Chris Creighton recruits you, but Eric Roof, I know a large part of it, your decision to come here and have the opportunity to play baseball. How important was it for you to be able to play both of the games that you love? Uh, it was very important for me. Um, I was like, that was my plan out of high school, coming to college and being able to play both sports. So it was a big and great opportunity for me to be able to play both sports here. For, for people that don't know, you started your career coming in as a freshman initially at Cincinnati. Things didn't work out, and, and then you op- reopened your recruitment and found your way here, right? Right. Well, walk us through that process of how it all happens. Well, uh, I go up to Cincinnati. I was a gray shirt, so I didn't have to do any school things. Uh, I just went up there uh, for fall camp. I went to play football up there. I had an amazing experience. Uh, didn't didn't find that a home there. Uh, talked to Coach Creighton a little bit and uh, felt like at home when I came up here for my official visit. Then I ended up committing, and then uh, me and him talked about me playing both sports. And Coach Roof, he was uh, all aboard with it. So, How have you balanced your time between both programs? Because right? it's got to be tough trying to do both. Yeah, it's very tough, but uh, I've been playing both sports all my life, so it was easy to adjust. It wasn't that much adjustment. It was more practice in college. But Here with Cameron McCoy is Eastern a winner today, 19-4. to You get the opportunity. I know you've been preparing for this for a while, some bullpen stints, but to know today was going to be the day. What was that you're going through your heart and your head when you got the call? Go out and throw strikes. Throw strikes. Uh, 91 a couple times. Uh, walk us through your baseball ability. I mean, you've got your stats are perfect game. You've hit as many as, as 94. What can we expect to see when you continue to see more of you now? Uh, more control and hopefully to increase my velo as time go. I can say, what well, sky's the limit, right? right. Now you're, you're around for this stretch run. The Eagles will get the series win today. But this playoff push, I mean, you could be a big part of this, right? Right. That's the plan. Yes, sir. Uh, the other thing we got to work on is uh, the hat. Like, Eric's got to <laughs> find you a bigger hat, right? Yeah, it always been a problem for me, like, <laughs> having a hat fall off. It keeps falling off. Hey, congratulations on, on 
the appearance today. Congratulations on being an Eagle. And more importantly, uh, let's keep this party going. Okay. There he is, Cameron McCoy. Congratulations. <laughs> right, Welcome to e the Eastern Michigan family, and so glad to have you. We'll let Eric Roof slide in here as his team picks up the win. A phenomenal job for Cameron. Uh, it's his first appearance for an Eagle, and having him as part of this team, uh, Eric Roof, uh, I know. Let's talk about him before we get onto the other smiling moments, but what an opportunity. You have a kid that comes into your program, can throw a really a great fastball. It's maturity and development that the sky's the limit for him. How cool is that? Just think about that. Um, get a call and say, hey, we got a guy that's going to be a quarterback for us and yep. he wants to play baseball too. What are your thoughts? I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we've worked around football schedule. We've worked around football practice. We've made sure it matches the care hours so we're not going above the 20 hours a week. So we get them a couple times. Now that the spring ball's over for football, we get them every day. School's out now, so we get them around a little bit more. And you can see he's just having a ton of fun. He fits in with our guys. Um, he always brings a smile on his yep. face. And he's got a live, live arm. So it's, it's crazy that, um, you know, he's bumping out there 91, 92, 93 miles an hour. And, um, you know, he's only thrown off the mound a couple times for us since January. Yeah, you can teach a lot of things. But when you have pure ability, that's not teachable. It's rare. It's very rare to have a guy as athletic as him. And um, the other day I asked him if he, could, if he could pinch run for us. He's like, absolutely, coach. And he, he gave me his 40 time. I think it was a 4-5 40 time. So um, just a cool kid, cool story. And um, he works really hard. So just really happy to see him, you know, stay involved with the program, um, bring something to the team, you know, coming in mid-semester like that too. It could be a little bit tougher just trying to fit in. And uh, he fits in really well with well, our that's, guys. Uh, well, before we get to that, you, you looked about Yeah, you mentioned so much is the locker room fit. But uh, the guys in your clubhouse could have said, we don't want somebody from the outside. They've embraced him and, and really made him feel a great part of this team already. It was really cool. We, uh, when he committed and he came, um, he came out to practice in just some shorts and T-shirts, just kind of watching day one, and the guys were going over there and talking to him right away. And in the baseball circle, the, the athletic circle is so tight. Yep. You know, you're, you're playing in a perfect game event. You're playing in a PBR event. You're playing somewhere. Somebody knows someone. From him being from St. Louis, he may not know too many guys. But, you know, you just see that relationship, that bond right away, and he fits in great. You know, he still has his locker room in the football locker room, but he's yep. in our locker room to hang out before game, after BP. And, um, you know, he's traveled with us a couple of trips. We thought about using them at Comerica Park. Didn't work out. But um, we're at the stage now. We're going to kind of take the training wheels off and let them get out there a little bit more and more. Yeah, especially knowing that you, you could use it in that bullpen, which your bullpen was phenomenal all weekend long. Only one time did BG touch your bullpen up for any runs. That came late in this one. Uh, but May the 1st might be a day that you guys need to predominantly always schedule games. If you think <laughs> back to the exact date last year, you had a laugher at St. Bonaventure. You hung up 20 runs in that contest, pounded out 23 hits. One year to the day later, your team almost equals that, a 19-4 victory. But eight home runs were flying out of this yard today. It, it's wild. I, I've said a little bit before, if the sun's out, it blows out. The wind blows out. The sun's in, it blows in. And today we finally saw some sunshine. Yep. I didn't think it was actually that windy, you know, in, in BP and stuff, but we put some pretty good swings on it. You know, we put some pretty good swings on it, and um, there's two or three balls off the wall. One ball, I think, got robbed for a, a double. Wasn't robbed for a catch, but robbed for a double, so there could have been a couple more. It just shows kind of what we were talked about, get a strike and hit it hard. And um, our guys took advantage of that up and down the lineup. It was cool to see. I don't know what the record is 
for one game or anything like that. But um, it was cool to, cool to see us have some fun. You know, now that school's out, it's just baseball only, and you got you can see it in the guys' excitement. You can see it in their energy. It's just. Uh, it makes it fun to come to, uh, to the field on a day like today. Yeah, for as long as uh, you and I have been doing these chats, uh, we've you've always said when school gets out, the pressure gets off, people start feeling better. It's also better hitting conditions, and today was the perfect moment of that. Uh, you felt bad for, for BG because you knew that your guys seemed locked in today. Daniel Workington becomes the first Eagle in many a years to hit for three home runs. The last time Eagles did it was Jordan Peterson in DeKalb in 2017. Uh, I do remember that. What? Did he have three or did he have four? He had three he had that three? day. Was Rob? It was uh, Mother's Day. Exactly. Mother's it was Day. Mother's Day in DeKalb. Today, Workington does it. Goes back on top in that Mac home run race. But Danny Deep Shots came to play today. Center, left, and right. Spray chart galore. This guy can just mash the baseball. All those guys. I mean, I think even Hubie. I think he fa- or maybe it was Danny. One of the two hit a fastball out and then hit a breaking ball out. So it's it's tough to pitch when you got you got both. You hit pull side. You hit up down the center, and you hit the right. Kind of reminds you a little bit, you know, a different scenario, obviously, but the McGuire-Sosa yep. chase, you know, and I think it was 98, but it's it's kind of with our guys. And um, you still got a guy like Denton that's still right behind their tail as well. So um, it's contagious both ways. It's funny how this game works, right? Uh, game one of the doubleheader yesterday, second game of this series, we, we scored one run. It was hard for us to score any more than just the, the one right there. And then today, it seemed like any guy we, we took up to the plate, they put a good swing on it and... Um, you know, it was, not only was it the home runs, it was the extra base hits. Yep. 13, 14 extra base hits, a lot of doubles, a lot of balls off the wall or to the fence. So often we focus on kind of your big three uh, with Workington, UB, and, and Kirk. But some unheralded guys that got home run pop and extra base pop. Will Oberg today leaves the yard for the first time. And then you get Christian Bolt that had a pair of doubles being called off the bench to see his first action. Those are also guys that are critical to your success. Yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of worked out in our favor. I think the other day we put Corey Taylor in there, he gets a hit. Yep. Then you put uh, Christian Bolton there against Toledo, hits a home run, and um, his shoulder was a little sore. We were actually going to start him the next game, but he said he couldn't go. And um, he's been taking some great BP. He's been taking some great swings. He's starting to feel a little bit more and more like himself. He had a monster year for us last year. Struggled a little bit this year, so I've been trying to ease him back in there to get his bat going too because that's another weapon for us as well off the bench or um, just a right-handed bat. And, um, you know, he's, he's swung the bat really well in, in, in practice this week too. So we've been wanting to get him in there in the right situation. Today that was that right opportunity. He gets a couple hits, and he still feels good about himself going into the next week. When you put up 19, it's a long time before you get to the, the pitching question. Uh, Luke Russo uh, was strong today. Seven strikeouts, five innings, only throws 68 pitches, sees that ERA lowered again, but a good ability for him to fight back and, and really on short work get it done. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the good thing with Luke is the fact that, again, he was feeling good. You know, when you play this game, you're not going to feel 100%, but we don't want to send him out there if he's if he's hurt or if he's hanging. And he felt good, and the thing that I liked about it was encouraging five for five leadoff guys yep. get out. Five for five leadoff guys get out. Now all of a sudden you can put out some fire, especially with a day like today where it seemed like the ball was jumping a little bit. I do like the fact that in that fifth inning he got a little bit of adversity. It wasn't just three three up three down every single inning he got through a little bit of some adversity he was able to fight out of it or uh, get out of it and fight through it and then we could pass the ball off to the bullpen get some of those other guys in there good things happen around the league as well akron knocks off kent state miami knocks off ohio ball state 
about to or did sweep Central Michigan. So things that what needed to go right for your team did right. You took care of business. Now a trip to DeKalb awaits. And again, it's just taking one game at a time. But this is a, a critical trip to, to DeKalb, isn't it? Yeah, like we talked about before, I love it when school's out. You could just see the expression on their faces when they come to the field. I remember it as a student athlete. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. You're kind of the only ones on campus, so um, you can have some fun with that too. And then you, you practice. We, we actually bump up practice yep. a little bit early so the coaches can go on the road and recruit a little bit. So you may practice from 11 to 2, whatever the case may be, and then you're done for the day. Yep. So now you can use some of that energy to maybe go play golf, go hang out, go relax with your buddies, and um, just good good opportunity. But, yes, it's, it's so important for us to carry that momentum into northern Illinois. They're going to fight against us, and, um, you know, we got to go out there and we got to compete. Our next broadcast will come up when Central Michigan comes to town in two weeks. Uh, for Eagle fans listening at home, planning their schedule right now, they really need to come out and support this team. Not only will it be senior weekend, but it's a chance to knock off your rivals in two weeks. No doubt, no doubt. We got we got Northern this week, and then we'll have Central. So it'll be really important for us to play well at home. You'll have senior day. You'll have um, a lot of things going on around the ballpark. And, um, yeah, we could use all the support and the help from the alumni, some fans, some friends that come out here and cheer us on. Eight home runs today. Uh, I'm sure you could still get out there and hit one too, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know with my knee. I don't know if I can turn on it anymore. Uh, go go ice it up because <laughs> you were out there throwing BP. It seemed to work well. Maybe we could keep that uh, a little bit more BP for you. Yeah, heck, heck yeah. You just fill it up to those guys. You just throw it down the middle and let them have some fun. Rufy, congrats on the, the three games over BG you're able to take today, and more importantly, today's uh, tremendous performance. We take another pause. We'll wrap this one up after this. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.